Amen. And that is worth celebrating right there, the birth of our Lord. I want to welcome each person to our uh, in-person first service. And also those that are watching online, we want to welcome you and thank you for joining us this morning. Um, a couple things I want to talk to you about before I go into my message uh, that, are, that are pretty important. First of all, uh, Christmas Eve is this week. It's the first day of the week, so Friday uh, is Christmas Eve Eve, and we have our Kearney uh, candlelight service at 5 p.m., so if you're watching online and you're from the Copper Basin, we want to invite you to our 5 p.m. Kearney uh, service on, uh, on the 23rd. And then on the 24th, which will be Saturday, we have two services at the Oracle campus. And uh, my prayer is that each one of you will be here. Uh, it's going to be a great time that we celebrate the birth of Christ. And uh, invite a friend, invite a family member, invite someone that uh, maybe is, is far from God and maybe they need the hope of Jesus in this season right now. Because uh, that's really why Jesus came, to give us hope and to bring peace to a world that is absent of peace. Amen? And that's going to be my message, is finding the peace of Christ on Christmas. And uh, I, I know that God's going to do his, uh, his awesome work uh, that, that, that night. Um, other, the other important announcement is uh, I want to keep you up, uh, updated on our R1K uh, year-end offering. And uh, we are right now at $10,000, about $780. So go God. We want to give God praise for that. Always want to give God for every, every amount. But here's, here's what, what is not in here. There are, some, uh, there are some funds that came in, some generosity that came in that is not uh, yet put into it, which is really going to spike this up a lot. But here, here's what I know for sure. Every year we have this year-end uh, offering and it does uh, many causes in the church. The, the big cause here at, at uh, 2022, going into 2023, is is a uh, after school program that we're going to provide for children in our community. Um, I have seen God continuously meet the goal, and He does it through all of us. So it's not about uh, it's not about how much you give. It's being a participator in what the Lord is going to do through this program. And uh, don't ever feel any guilt, but uh, all of us want to be a part of the team, amen? And so if, you, if it seems worthy to you, then let's, let's go ahead and grab a hold of it. And as always, we thank you for your generosity. One of the highlights for me was I finished up that, uh, that giving uh, series. Remember that giving series that uh, sometimes all of us dread? <laughs> we shouldn't, but, but it's something that when we talk about money, it kind of it hits a nerve, Amen. One of the beautiful things about that series that uh, we just completed a couple weeks ago was uh, our, our accountant bookkeeper uh, came to me and said, Pastor, you, this is awesome. She said, uh, a couple weeks ago, there were 55 individual, uh, individuals that gave online, 55 people that gave online. That's a big win right there, amen? So it's going to keep us going. It's going to help us uh, make a difference. It's, it's, it, it keeps the lights on. It keeps the staff uh, uh, paid and it keeps us moving forward. And I just thank God for the generosity that's exhibited here at Living Word Chapel. So, so thank you and thank God for all that he does. Um, so now into my message. It doesn't matter what season we're in, 
it seems like we face things in life that are bigger than us. I was watching um, a reel. You have to find the lingo nowadays. I used to say a video, but I got to, you know, I got to progress. So I, I was watching a reel on social media recently with our sher- sheriff. Our sheriff was on there, and he was, he was, he was doing a very noble thing and uh, working with one of his deputies. And I watched it, and in that, in that situation, he's protecting our, our county, which is very noble. Amen? Thank God for our, for our law enforcement. Thank God for our law enforcement. Then, then yesterday, this is this is that this past week. Then yesterday, we're driving to uh, to Mesa, my wife and I, and and she gives me the news of what had happened to Sheriff Lamb's um, son and granddaughter, and uh, they were they were they were in a, they were hit by a drunk driver. If you don't know that, and uh, and they, they both they both died in that accident. And so in that, uh, it speaks to the reality that it doesn't matter what season we're in, there are times that we face the impossible. That, that resonates with me when I heard the news. It resonates with me because, um, and it, so for those of you that have heard that news, just nod with me. Is that, am I correct in, in what? Okay, just make sure. Um, it resonates with me because I'm a grandfather and I'm a dad. And I know that if something like that was to happen, and it could, because it happens every day, if that was to happen to me, it would definitely be an impossible situation. For me to navigate through the heartache, the, 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 the sense of loss. And that's just one. Because um, he's a public figure, so that comes to the forefront. Amen? But there are other people that have maybe lost someone. And I know that for a fact that my, my son-in-law is a, is a, um, a, a state trooper in uh, New Mexico, and it's weekly. It's weekly that he's going to tragedies and fatalities. Sometimes it's daily. And that's that facet. That's, that's you know, someone losing their life. But then there's other impossible situations, and maybe it's finances, that you're, you're facing a financial crisis and and, and you, just, uh, you just don't know how you're going to make it. It's, it's, it's impossible, you think, in your estimation, for you to overcome the, just the situation and the circumstance that you're in. I could go on and on. It could be a, it could be a diagnosis, you know, that we face, and it just seems impossible for you to overcome that diagnosis. But Christmas speaks to me about this reality. 
that Christmas makes the impossible possible. The Christmas narrative is a miraculous narrative. The miracles of God are, are at the center of the Christmas story. And it's not a fable. It's the truth. So no matter what we face in life, if God is a part of our lives, we will overcome. We will get through whatever impossible situation that we are living in. So I may be speaking into your life right now. The Lord, my prayer is if the Lord's speaking into your life and and saying that your impossible situation is not the end of you. It could be the beginning of God in you. It could be the beginning of what, what only Jesus Christ can do. See, he came to an impossible circumstance. He came into an impossible situation because men and women were a mess at that time. And let me say this to you. Men and women are still a mess. (laughs) Starting with this one that is speaking to you. We're a mess without God. And Jesus came for messy people. He came for messy circumstances. And and God didn't do it the easy way. God did it the, the hard way. That speaks to us. That speaks to us. See, we sometimes want to live life the easy way. But have you noticed that nothing good ever happens easily? It usually comes with hard work. It usually comes with us having to discipline ourselves. It usually comes with uh, uh, obstacles, opposition. No different. Was no different in, in, in the story of of the, the the birth of Christ. And it started out with uh, the angel Gabriel going to Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest. He'd go to the temple, offer prayers, and. The angel Gabriel met Zechariah there and he spoke to him and he said, Zechariah, you're up in age, but, I'm, but God has heard your prayers. That speaks to me. That means that every time I pray, God listens. When I pray in the name of Jesus, God listens to us. He said, God's heard your prayers and you're going to have a son. And you and Elizabeth, you know, you got a part to play in this. <laughs> but I'm going to do the rest. <laughs> Come on, first service, wake up. Well, pastor, that's past my time. I don't know about that. Um, it was past Zachariah's time too. Thank you, Lord, for that. And so, so this miracle happened. He said, you know what? My, my wife is past uh, 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 childbearing age. And, and God said, you know, I, I got this. Don't worry about it. And so Zachariah, because he didn't believe God, he was, he was muted. He, how many of you know that God has a mute button? Don't you wish he'd use it a little bit more? <laughs> and because they're saying, yeah, and on you, PJ, on you. Yeah, we had James Washburn come last week, and, and he spoke. I love James and, and, uh, and Rosie and Jax, and 
James preached a 15, 20-minute message. I can't even preach a 15, 20-minute introduction. So don't get used to that. And so, so you know, all this happened. Gabriel was, was uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Zechariah by, by the angel, Gabriel, was, was silenced. He wasn't able to speak. But they did produce a, a, a son. His name was John. He became John the Baptist. And God used John the Baptist mightily. But, but Elizabeth was the aunt of, um, or the cousin of, of Mary. And they were related somehow. I know that. It's in the Bible. And so they were relatives. And, so, and, and then the angel Gabriel comes to Mary, who was, who was uh, engaged to be married to Joseph. There's just a lot of things. It's complicated. If they had a, if they had a Facebook page, it would just say it's complicated. <laughs> and so... He, we're going to pick up the narrative right there when, when the angel comes to, uh, to Mary. And, it, and, and, and if you've got your Bible, you can go to Luke chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 26. It'll be in your notes. It's also, it's, I'm, I'm reading from the contemporary English version. So your translation may be a little bit different, uh, but it's the same text. It's the same, it's the same um, uh, word. Uh, so, verse 26, one month later, God sent the angel Gabriel to the town of Nazareth in Galilee. So, remember, he had sent the angel Gabriel to, to Zechariah, and then now he's sending the angel Gabriel to, uh, to Mary, to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, with a message for a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to Joseph from the family of King David, and the angel greeted Mary and said, you are truly blessed the Lord is with you. And how many of you would like a, the angel of the Lord to come and say that to you? Amen. Well, he is through his word right now. Amen. He is. He's speaking to all of us and he's saying, God is with you. Okay. Mary was confused by the angel's words and wondered what they meant. Then the angel told Mary, don't be afraid. I, and I love that. I, we're going we're gonna to dig deeper into that. Don't be afraid. God is pleased with you. And you will have a son. That's, important. That's an important uh, uh, part of the passage right there. So, so grab a hold of that. Don't be afraid. God is pleased with you and you will have a son. His name will be Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will make him king as his ancestor David was. And he will rule the people of Israel forever and his kingdom will never end. But let's just pause right there in the narrative and just... Understand that the, 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 the rule of Jesus is still going. His kingdom will never end. He's our king. Back to the narrative. Mary asked the angel, how, how can this happen? I'm not even married. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come down to you and God's power will come over you. So your child will be called the Holy Son of God. And your relative Elizabeth is also going to have a son, even though she is old. No one thought she could ever have a baby, but in three months she will have a son. And, th and this, is, this is the whole thrust of our message right here. Nothing is impossible for God.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christ Mass. Nothing is impossible for God. And Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it happen as you have said. And the angel left her. And thank God that Mary said that because the mute button didn't have to be turned on. She believed God. How many of you would agree with me that a virgin birth is impossible with men and women? Who, who needs to be present for a virgin birth to, to occur? I, I can't hear you. Who? God. God. A son of God, or the son, capital S, is impossible with mortal men and women. We don't produce the Christ. We don't produce him. That's only possible through who? Through God. That's important for us to understand that. A king and ruler with an everlasting reign is impossible with men and women. I want you to look in history, human history, and see what is the longest reign of any emperor. What's the longest reign? I think it's 80 years. Longest reign. 70, 70 to 80 years. Of one ruler. And yet Jesus reigns forever. That's impossible with man, but it's possible with God. And when I think about, about Christmas, when I think about Christmas making the impossible possible, I look at it through this lens of this, of this narrative right here. I look at it with a lens that Christmas brings the potential for us to have a new start in life. And how many of us needed or need a new start? When you think about a baby being, uh, being born, isn't that a new beginning? When you think about when a baby is born, how many people get excited about a baby being born? I, 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 I believe that if we were to bring a little baby from the nursery into this room right now, that all of you guys would go goo-goo. About 80% of you would be like, oh, you'd stop listening to me. There's something about a new birth that brings a new beginning and that declaration to Mary brought a new chapter in her life. Mary's life would never be the same again. And this Christmas, if you can realize that for yourself, that when Jesus becomes a part of your life, you will never be the same again, and your life is going to change for the glory of of God. The angel greeted Mary and said, you are truly blessed. I love that greeting. That's, how, that's God talk right there. You know, he's a, the angel Gabriel is a messenger of God and God speaks to us and he, he wants to uplift us. You are truly blessed. The Lord is with you. 
And not only was the Lord going to be with her, the Lord was going to be in her. She would carry the Lord of glory. And this is amazing grace. Mary didn't earn this. Mary was gifted the ability and the privilege to be the vehicle of the Messiah of mankind. Are you with me? It's not Mary that should be worshipped. It's Jesus. Because he would become the savior of the world. And following that conversation, Mary would know that God would be with her. And then she realized that God had been with her all along in her life. And what if you entered into the reality right now with God being present in your life? And what if you entered into the reality of you know that God is with you and you realize that God has never been absent in your life? That no matter what you've gone through, even before Christ, that God was there and he had a plan for you. And that plan for you was that he wanted to show you the difference of realizing when he's present and he's not present. Because when you realize that God is present in your life, it changes everything. It changed everything in Mary's life. You know, you know what, what, what I think about with, with Mary and what I think about with, with me is that when Jesus comes into your life, it's a turn-the-page experience. It's like we've been in this narrative, but we, now Jesus has come into my life, and, and Jesus you know, was born to, to Mary, and the page was turned, and her life would be changed forever. Just like my life was changed forever. Because of the presence of God. Matthew, Matthew wrote it like this in his gospel. And he, he wrote a prophecy from the prophet Isaiah that, that Isaiah had written 700 years before the birth of Christ. He wrote this. He says, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means that God is with us. God being with you is a big deal. Amen? It, it means that, that you're not alone and that every page in the story of your life can be lived with the presence of God being with you. And, and this new experience was, was, was for Mary to experience, but it's also an invitation for you to experience that God wants to live his life with you. He wants to be present in everything that you're facing. Paul writing to the church in Colossae, he put it like this. God wanted them to know. He's talking about the Gentiles. He's talking about the, the Israelites. He says God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. In other words, God, God is not partial. It's, it's for you Gentiles too. And, and this is the secret. Christ lives in 
you. This gives you the assurance of sharing his glory. That's huge. God wants to share his glory with you. He, He wants to produce something in you that you cannot produce on your own. So the Christmas narrative doesn't end at Christmas. It continues until the day that Jesus comes back. Jesus was born for us, but Jesus was born for us so that he could die for us. And Jesus died for us so that he could be raised from the dead so that the death sentence would not have us pegged, but that God would have the last word in our lives. God God reminds me that, that God never intended for me to do life on my own. And to those who are seeing, sitting here, those that are watching online who think that you will never carry Jesus, I will, I will say this to you. You will never give birth to Jesus. But as a child of God, you carry Jesus everywhere you go. And that means that the presence of God is with us no matter what we face. And you may be carrying burdens that are too heavy for you. You may may be under the condemnation of bad choices that are destroying your morale and your good name. But here's what I know for sure. If you invite Jesus into your life, he will see you through. He will see you through. God was with Mary. See, this is, what I pull, this is what I take away from this. God was with Mary, and it mattered. And God is with us. The second thing that I see about Christmas makes the impossible possible is that Christmas teaches me about how God restores hearts. I started my introduction with, a, with an actual situation going on right now with somebody that's right now at this moment probably sitting somewhere thinking, how do we navigate through this? Are you with me? Mary, in the Christmas story, had her set of problems. It wasn't like if Mary's story, as she turned the page, was going to be filled with a lot of happy situations, there were going to be situations in her life that were going to be very difficult for any mother to be able to overcome. And, and, and here's, here's what I've found out about Christmas. Christmas can be a time of great joy for many people. But Christmas can be a time of great pain for many people. Where are you at today? Do you have a heart that is rejoicing? Or do you have a heart that is hurting? Do you have a smile that's genuine? Or is your smile hiding a lot of pain? 
And I look at this passage and I see verse 30. It says, the angel told Mary, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God is pleased with you. And I love this because at the very onset of Gabriel's message to Mary, he speaks to her heart. And can I tell you something? God is still speaking to hearts today. He spoke to Mary's anxieties when he said, don't be afraid. And we all have them. We all have the anxieties of life. That has been the, 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 the theme for 2022. The, the theme has been, how do we overcome the anxiety and the depression and all the things that, that people face in this broken world that we live in? Amen? The theme for 2023 will be based on truth. How do we walk in the truth of God? How do we not let the, 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 the world penetrate our lives and the, the deceit and the philosophies of man take us away from the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? That'll be the whole theme of 2023. But, but, but this year, it's been how do we overcome the anxieties and the depression and have a healthy mind in our life? See, God spoke to Mary and he said, don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. And you need to understand that, that, that Mary's heart, moms, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna know this, Mary's heart was going to be stretched like Armstrong. Remember that Christmas toy? Stretch Armstrong? <laughs> that dates me, right? <clears throat> no, guys, we didn't get... Uh, PlayStation 4, we had Stretch Armstrong. Stretch this dude as far as you can. Somebody just barely got it. But her heart was going to be stretched to its limit. Her, her, her story would change. Her, her heart would need to be continually restored because life has a way of piercing our soul. Seven days after the birth of Jesus, you know, after the angels came and rejoiced and they had, you know, peace, to, uh, peace on, on earth and, and, and glory to God in the highest and, ah, and beautiful and all this and all these shepherds come and the wise men come and all this and all this glorious thing and Mary pondered everything in her heart. Seven days later, she goes to the temple to dedicate Jesus and Simeon comes to her. Simeon is this, this, this New Testament prophet, and he comes to, to Mary, and he says this. He says, uh, he says uh, to Mary, the baby's mother, the child is destined. This child that I'm, that I'm holding right now is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him, and as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. How many of you would like to hear that when you're dedicating your baby? How many of us have realized that since we dedicated our children? How many of us have gone through adversity with our children, with our adult children now? And there's still pain that we can feel in our hearts. There's still heartache that, that we go through. Christmas not only spoke to Mary's heart, God still speaks to our hearts today. 
Is your heart broken? God can restore it. Is your heart hurting? God can heal it. You, you may be thinking, I'm not Mary. I'm not worth God's love. And I'm going to agree with you. You're not Mary. But you're worth the love of God. Because he sent Jesus for you. He sent Jesus to restore your heart. He, he sent Jesus to take that heart because of all the bad things that have happened to you, that heart of stone, and take it from you and give you a heart of flesh, a heart that feels love and feels grace and feels peace. That's what the Christmas narrative is about. It's not that life is going to be perfect because after Christmas, guess what happens? The day after Christmas comes. And you got to pick up all the packages, all the gifts. You got to do all that. And then the kids, you know, they, they played for these gifts for, you know, they'll play for it for, for a week and then they'll forget about it. They'll play with the boxes if they're young enough. But their heartaches remain for the next year. I, I don't know what heartaches are awaiting me and my wife, but I know that there will be some. I know, how do I know that? I've lived life long enough. Every year, things happen. We lose people that we love. We go through trials. We go through difficulties. But here's what I know for sure, that the Christmas story speaks to me and tells me that God will guard my heart. God will heal my heart from every hurt. And God will continually restore my heart for his glory. All things are, are possible with God. All things are possible. And so here's what I, the third thing that I want us to take away is that there's a, there's a God-given potential that we can find at Christmas. Mary, Mary was a humble, lowly, 16-year-old girl. Insignificant in the minds of most people, except for God. There, there is nothing insignificant about you. There is nothing ordinary about you when God is in your life. God turns the ordinary into the extraordinary. God turns the humble into those that bring glory to his name. And the only reason that that happens is because of Jesus. Look at, what, look at what the angel Gabriel tells Mary. He's speaking to us too. He tells Mary, you will have a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great. Who's going to be great? He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high God. That's because he is God the son. Notice that it wasn't Mary who would be great. Notice, we always want to make people greater than what God makes them. The, the reason that Jesus is great is because he's what? In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was 
God, that's Jesus. That's why he's worthy of your praise. That's why he's worthy of glory. So Mary would, would, uh, would not be great. It, don't, let the, don't, let, don't let the gospel uh, get skewed. The good news is about Jesus Christ. He is the reason for the season, and that's exactly why Christmas has a lot of replacements. I don't want to talk about jolly old Saint Nick, but I am. I am. Have you noticed every time that jolly old Saint Nick, that, that we talk about Santa, in the way it has been secularized, that you find in that narrative that it says, if you only believe. If you only believe. In who? In Santa. That's a replacement of the one that we should be believing in. Because the real Saint Nick, the, ra- the real Saint Nicholas, he bowed to Jesus. If you know the real story. So then, but it doesn't stop there. There's always going to be someone that's trying to replace Jesus. So, you know, Santa's not enough. Now you need to have an elf on a shelf. So my, my granddaughter calls up. You know, we don't even have the heart to say anything. She calls up. She says, Grandma, Grandma, do you have an elf on the shelf? I'm like, What? My son's all mad because he's got to change the elf and put him in different locations. The things that we do, the things that we do when, when, when Christmas, the Christ mass, it was a mass that was instituted to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the reality that Jesus did, he did come to this earth and he was born of a virgin. And when Jesus is in your life, that there, there is nothing, there is, there is a potential that is in every person, and every person has it, and this is important, every person has it, your neighbor that's not walking with God, there's a potential that, that is in him and it's in her, it's a God-given potential, but it will never be realized without Jesus. Are you with me? See, the, 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 God-given, the God-given potential of Mary who carried Jesus was never realized without who? Without God, without Jesus. He tells her nothing is impossible for God. You you need to know this, beloved, that the, the, the birth of Jesus is important. It's so important to us because there's something that's even more important than that. It 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 this is important. You gotta have the birth. But let me tell you, that's just a, that's just a prelude to the death of Jesus. And without the death of Jesus, we're still in our sins. Are you with me? The birth of Jesus is the introduction that there's a Savior in town. The death of Jesus says, I conquered. And then comes the third day after, the, after he died on the cross. He rose from the dead. That's what Christmas is all about. That you can be forgiven of your sins. That you can walk in restoration. That you can walk in something that Mary, that Mary teaches us. She teaches me the, the fourth thing that, that, that's my takeaway about nothing is impossible for God. See, the Christmas narrative 
shows me that there's real faith. Real faith. You see, God doesn't care about your testimony. God cares about your testimony. Are you with me? Mary didn't have a testimony. She had a testimony. She said, I'm a virgin. I can't have a child, but let it be done according to your word. Hear me. I have a past. I've done things I don't even deserve to walk with God, but Lord, you say you will forgive me and give me a new life. Let it be done according to your word. Listen to me. Lord, I, uh, I, I feel unworthy. I, I feel that I'm insignificant. I, I'm full of shame. But your word says that I'm completely forgiven. That I am restored, that I'm a new person in Christ. Let it be done according to your word. I believe your word to be true. Doesn't stop there. Lord, this is the doctor's report, but I'm going to believe your report. And your report says that nothing is impossible for you. Lord, if you want me to stay on this, in this good earth before I go to the even better heaven, Lord, if you want to heal me, let it be done according to your word and your power. And if you can receive that gift on Christmas and live it out for the rest of your life, you are golden. Because no one can take that from you. No one would take the gift of God from Mary. The things that people want to put on Mary, she doesn't want. All she wanted to say is, thank you, Lord, for counting me worthy to carry the Savior of the world. Put that in your own life. Lord, whatever people put on me, the accolades that people put on me, Lord, I, I, I don't care about that. Thank you for, being, for allowing me to be called worthy, be counted worthy, to put my faith in you through your grace and your mercy. And let me walk in this newness of life for your glory. And every day, every day is an opportunity for you to reveal the Savior of mankind. It doesn't have to be on Christmas. It can be every day of our lives that we walk out the purposes that God has for us. Because there comes a day in our life, beloved, for some of us it's coming sooner than what we think, that we have no life here on this earth. And what are you leaving behind? What is the legacy that you will leave behind? Will people say at, the, at, the, at, the, at, at your funeral, at your memorial service, will people say, oh, he was such a good guy and they have to make things up? Or are they going to say, I've had to make things up? I know that. <laughs> I, had to, I had to look in the, make, in the make-believe book. I winked when I said it. No, I'm just kidding. Or are people going to say, that man, that woman, they served God to the very end. And they had love and peace and joy that I've never seen before exhibited because of God being in them. Amen? So we'll end, we'll end by saying, inviting 
each one of you and everyone who's watching online an invite for you to open Jesus up as your gift for Christmas. To make him the primary part of your life. To allow him to become Lord and Savior. And you're here today because God brought you here. He brought you here because he loves you. You found favor with him, but he doesn't want for you to walk without Jesus. So I'll pray this prayer, and if this is you that's saying, Lord, I, I, I need you in my life, pray this with me. God, you know my life. You know how I've wandered through the years not knowing who's walking with me. But today, Lord, I want to know for sure that you are with me every day and every minute. So I invite Jesus to come into my life. Lord, reside in my heart. Lead my mind through your word. Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner in need of salvation. I need your forgiveness, and I believe that Jesus Christ offered me forgiveness at the cross at Calvary. I believe that he went to uh, the cross and that he rose from the grave. He died for my sins, and he rose from the grave. And, and so I put my trust in him today. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord, and I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. The most, the most incredible and the greatest thing that you could do this Christmas is to say yes to Jesus. So if, if that's you today, maybe you're watching online and God's moving your heart, just, just raise your hand, even as, if, as you're listening, raise your hand. God sees your hand. If you're in here right now, just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I want to walk with Jesus Christ. I want, oh, yeah, I'm going to put two hands up. Lord, I want to make sure you see it. You know, don't be one of those sneaky hand, hand lifters. There's a sneaky... There's a sneaky hand lifter. He sees that too. <laughs> then there's a finger one. Be this person. Yes, Lord, I'm yours. Amen? I'm yours. I'm unashamed. I want to walk with you. If that's you today, just say, Lord, I want to walk with you. I want for you to fill me. I want for my Christmas to be filled with the presence of the almighty God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords.